You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, our phone number 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of the cathedral here in Chicago. The time is 8.32 on this beautiful, gorgeous Thursday morning in Chicago. We've gone from speaking for with a half hour with uh, Bishop Lutilka, the new co-adjutor of uh, Peoria, to the brand new Bishop Michael McGovern, the new Bishop of Belleville, Illinois, Bishop McGovern, welcome to the program, and congratulations, Mike. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Father Greg. Great to hear your voice. How Great you to been? hear your voice. I'm doing very well, and uh, you know, I first want to say congratulations. I dropped you a note. I'm sure hundreds of people yes. dropped you a note, and thousands. And uh, it's hard to believe that you were ordained, what, 1994? In 94, but now if, if we back things up here, Bishop McGovern, and that is... You went to high school where? St. Ignatius on Roosevelt Road, St. Ignatius College Prep. And from Ignatius you went to? Loyola University for four years. Because the thing is, when I was at that time at Niles College Seminary of Loyola, where Bishop Lutilka entered the college seminary in 1989, and you would have graduated from Loyola, what, in 89 or 90? No, I graduated in 86, so I worked for four years okay. after college, and then I went to Mundelein Seminary. All so right. I was almost 30 on ordination day as a priest. So so you were a little later vocation. Okay, so four years Ignatius, four years Loyola, the working world four years, and then entered right. the Theologate. Correct. And, uh, and, and again, a question I asked uh, Lou, will ask of you then, Mike, is uh, here you are at Ignatius, you graduate, you're then off to Lyle University of Chicago, and then upon graduation, you know, you hit the work world. And what was within you that all of a sudden there was a movement of your heart from the secular world and then to enter into the seminary? How, that's, how, how what was your story? Well, I think, you know, there was always a tug on uh, my heart about becoming a priest. You know, when I was in high school at Ignatius, I used to um, arrive at school early and often would go to Mass before school began. The Jesuits had Mass in the chapel every day mm-hmm. before the school day began. And then I also became a lector at Christ the King Parish, where I grew up when I was in high school. So I would read on uh, Sundays. And then in college, uh, I actually began spiritual direction with a priest at Loyola. I studied philosophy, so I think I had about 12 Jesuits as teachers, uh, including um, Mitch Pacwa, Father Pacwa would probably be oh, the best known sure. from his work. And uh, then I think it was when I was working, uh, 1990, if you remember, was when Cardinal Bernadine made the very difficult decision to close about 30 parishes, Quigley South and Quigley Correct. North were merged. 
uh, it was a very tough time. And I remember I was working at First Chicago at, at a bank and thinking, you know, every person's decision has, has importance. And, you know, because of the shortage of priests, because of the shortage of resources, you know, you see parishes being closed. And it made me think about, you know, everyone's decision to say yes is important. And I had a feeling that God wanted me to be a priest. And so I think part of uh, the call at that particular moment was that sense of, of urgency when you saw the Church uh, mm-hmm. making these decisions to say, well, I'd like to step forward at this time, you know, and say yes to the Lord. So I uh, applied for the seminary. Uh, I was accepted that summer, and then I told the people at the bank that I was leaving. They probably thought you were joking uh, at first. Well, I I think it was, uh, it helped that my my boss's husband had been in theology at Mundelein. Well, he was in philosophy. No kidding. He didn't go into theology, but so they were very familiar uh, with uh, the seminary system, and, and you know, he had many classmates who did go on to become priests. I think they were the class of seventy. Oh, sure. So he, um, would, he would have been extremely supportive. So, so I think that was uh, helpful. And then I made really, I never looked back. I mean, I remember first theology was a good experience because I had a degree in philosophy at that time. They allowed me right into first theology. I didn't have to do a pretheo. Correct. Uh, program because you have, you have and to so do I was a actually degree. ordained a priest four years later. Yeah, you know, I find interesting, uh, Mike, and that is uh, when the closing of Quigley happened and all the parishes cl- were closed. I dealt with so much anger by people. Yes. How can Cardinal Bernardine close my parish or close the seminary? And for you, it was the exact opposite. There was so much anger over the closings because people were like, "Leave my church alone! Don't touch! Don't rock the boat!" You saw this sense of urgency in the exact opposite way as a way to deepen your call and enter the seminary, which I exactly. think is phenomenal. It, I find it just to be an incredible journey there, where through the closings, you said, I need to respond to this call with a shortage and be part of it. You've never looked back. When you were ordained in 94, what was your first assignment? I was a licentiate student at the seminary, so I was still continuing study. So I was at Immaculate Conception in Highland Park for a year part-time, and then I went to Queen of the Universe on uh, the southwest side on 71st Street then. Uh, so that was my first full-time assignment. And I have to ask this question as I did of uh, Bishop Lutilka. Go back to the day you received the call from the papal nuncio. What was the date, and what what led up to it? Were you having a cup of coffee, and the phone rings. Tell us a story. Well, I, that's, it's, uh, it's amazing. I was uh, sitting in the parish office on Monday, March 23rd. It was 4 in the afternoon, and uh, my cell phone rang, and I was by myself because we shut the office down because of the COVID. So uh, it's a 202 exchange on the phone, and I thought it was a friend of mine who works in Washington, and uh, I answer the phone, and instead I hear this French accent, <laughs> and the man begins speaking, and uh, he introduces himself as Archbishop Christophe Pierre. He's the Apostolic Nuncio of the United States. And I'm, oh, you know, good afternoon, and we're chatting, and we talk a little bit about what's going on with the coronavirus. And then he says, um, are you alone? <laughs> and I said, yes, I can speak freely. And so then he said, the Holy Father is appointing you Bishop of Belleville. So I, I looked up at the crucifix on the wall of the <laughs> office, and I simply said, Archbishop, in love and obedience, I accept the Holy Father's nomination. 
Wow. And uh, with that, then he um, went on to say, you know, you cannot tell anyone about this. You can talk with Cardinal Supic. He knows what's happening. And then uh, he says he needed to call Bishop Braxton here in Belleville, who was the retiring bishop, to let him know uh, that this was happening. And uh, so it was the next morning, actually, that he called me back. The nuncio called me back and said he had connected with Bishop Braxton. And it was now okay to call him. And then we began to set... Um, a plan for when to announce that I had been appointed bishop. Now, what's interesting is that uh, Bishop Tilka received the call, he said, on May 4th. You're saying your call came on March 23rd. Right. I mean, like six weeks earlier before his phone call. And yet you were both elevated Right, and I, I think it's it's interesting that uh, I, I presume the, you know, the Congregation for Bishops had their meeting the week before, and then... Right. Uh, Cardinal Willey, the uh, prefect, meets with Holy Father Eugene on Saturday, so then they relay to the nuncio uh, that the decisions, and then he makes his calls, you know, I guess on Mondays, I don't know, but uh, that might have been the timeline. And then, but we, we were stuck because we couldn't set a date for my ordination because, because of COVID. everything was shut down, right? Exactly. Now, I have to ask this question. You've done a you did a fantastic job as a pastor at Saint uh, Raphael's up in uh, Antioch, because you got there back I think in two thousand and sixteen. Correct. And then here going along, it's now we're we're starting COVID nineteen back in March, so with everything shut down, all the procedures to close things down, and the phone call comes to you from the papal nuncio, and on your cell phone, when he said the words. You're the Holy Father, you'd be the new bishop of, of Belleville. Did your head kind of explode or go numb as you look at the crucifix? Like, is this really happening? It was, well, it bit, was surreal. It yes, exactly. Surreal It's a good word. Say, say more about it, that. It, well, it was, um, you know, because from the moment he identified himself, and I thought, well, he's, he's not going to talk about the weather. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and you have this sense of... Um, what what is he going to say? Yeah. And uh, but I think it was the Holy Spirit in terms of being able to say yes right away. I mean, I, I did not feel that I had to wait and ask for time to think about it or pray about it. Uh, but I was just able to hear what he said, um, responded right away, which I thought was a real grace. And then he he's very um, supportive, friendly on the phone. But then after you hang up, it's like you think from what now, did that just happen? <laughs> uh, and so I went over to the church for half an hour and I, at Rayfields, and I, I prayed for half an hour. Then I went back to the house, and I called uh, Cardinal Supich, and uh, he very <laughs> kindly answered the phone and said, I thought you might be calling me. <laughs> and so I laughed. Uh, but he was very supportive, very helpful, uh, and then... Uh, we worked together about making a plan uh, with Bishop Braxton for the announcement and sharing the news. But you're right, it, it is sort of a surreal moment where you're by yourself and um, thinking, you know, uh, what what is happening? And then afterwards you think, I mean, he could have said five other things in that conversation. I wouldn't have remembered any of it. No, exactly. And it's so overwhelming. It's just over. Now, the very fact you were notified on March 23rd, it was not you were not allowed to tell anyone except the cardinal, of course, Cardinal Supich. It couldn't be made public until when? Well, that was the discussion with Bishop. We we announced it on April third. Okay, so here you are, ten days 
you couldn't even tell your family, could you? I, well, in the, I did get permission from Cardinal Sobich the night before the announcement to share it with my family. Okay. So in the evening of April 2nd, I called them to tell them. So talk about you had to actually keep this a secret in your heart for about 10 days. Or about a good right, day. but there was something freeing about that sort of cocoon that, that I knew this was going to happen, and I it gave me a, a week to just sort of absorb yeah. this is really happening uh, because once the announcement's made, then it does sort of explode with people calling, texting, uh, writing, uh, writing letters, writing notes, and uh, and even you know a couple reporters call me the morning of the announcement at 7 a.m. I'm sitting at the desk at Rayfield's on April wow. 3rd. Uh, I said mass in the church at 4:30 in the morning because I thought once this thing's announced at 5 a.m. Uh, Central Time, you know Roman noon. Who knows what's going to happen? So I said Mass early, then I came back to the house, and then I sat at the desk, and uh, then the phone began to ring. And uh, it never stopped. I had the Belleville News Democrat and the St. Louis Post-Dispatch call me. Wow. We're going to take a break here. Uh, we're speaking with uh, the new Bishop of Belleville, uh, Bishop Michael McGovern. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750-312-255-840 if you want to join the conversation. The time is 845 in Chicago. Stay with us. And again, do not touch that dial. More and more people around the world are interested in their family history. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., 312-255-8408. We're 
Father Greg Sackowitz, and the time is 8.47. We're speaking with the new bishop, Michael McGovern of Belleville, Illinois. Uh, bishop McGovern, in just are talking the first 15 minutes of the program, I want to switch gears a little bit, and that is, what does a church look like in Belleville, which has to be overwhelming in terms of the newness, you step in. What does the church look like down there? Well, the, the church is, is, is a, a wonderful community. It's also, I'd say, very diverse in the sense that Belleville takes in 28 counties of southern Illinois. We run from the Missouri side of the state to the Indiana side, and then Kentucky is the border to the south. How many square miles? Because so, Lou had a uh, 12,000 square miles. So Bishop Tilka has 17,000 almost, and you have 12,000. Mm-hmm. Where I was asking uh, uh, Lou before, what's the square miles in the Archdiocese of Chicago? Any idea? I, I, I don't guess. know. It's just two counties. Yeah, just two counties. Was it 4,000 square miles? Two thousand? I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just totally guessing, but you've got 12,000, so you're going to put a lot of miles on your car. Y- yes. In fact, the Bishop of Springfield, Cape Girardeau, uh, Missouri, was at my ordination. He said he puts 52,000 miles on his car a year. Wow. That, that's, <laughs> so, a, that's a lot of drive. How many parishes? 106 churches. There's uh, Many places are grouped with neighboring churches to have a, kind of a shared pastoral care, but I think there's 106 churches. I think it's about 100 parishes, 26 grammar schools, three Catholic high schools that are administered by the diocese. Now, you go to the very extreme southern, southern tip of Illinois? Cairo. Cairo is our southern tip. Okay, because it's interesting because uh, during the Depression in 1933, my father's parents, my grandparents, uh, lost the business in Chicago with the Great Depression. They moved down to southern Illinois. I can't think of the name of the town. It's a little small farming community. And they bought a farm. My, fa- my grandparents with uh, their three children, my dad, one of them, it lasted two years because in the summer of 35, there was a drought and a severe mm-hmm. storm. They lost the farm and came back to Chicago. My dad used mm-hmm. to talk about his time for two years as a farm boy in southern Illinois in your diocese. That's just well, that's, much of the diocese is rural. It's, uh, I'd say of the 28 counties, uh, many of them, uh, let's put it this way, the five counties that are in this Side, the west side of the state, closest to St. Louis, Missouri, about 60% of the Catholic population lives in five counties. Mm. The, the other 40% lives in the 23 remaining counties. But we have two counties here, Pulaski and Pope, that have no Catholic institution in the whole county. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, which is shocking to me, but uh, if there was something years ago, it's been closed. So, uh, But it's also part of the, the state is so much farmland that there's not, you know, a high population. But I, I think we have urban, rural, small town uh, spread out here in, in the diocese. So there's kind of a little bit of everything. Uh, and um, in some aspects, I think Belleville is more southern than midwestern. So you, you could drive miles and miles in nothing but farmland. Correct. And I'm not quite sure what the cell phone is like, you know, in some parts of the diocese. You're going to find out. But, I sure will. (laughs) (laughs) In the time ahead. And so how many uh, Catholics in your diocese? I'd say there's about 70,000 people at this point who are Catholic. And how many priests uh, serve in the diocese? 
Well, we have close to uh, 100 priests if you take in the diocesan priests, the extra and international priests who serve here, and then uh, the religious order priests, so like the Oblates of Mary Immaculate. Uh, we have some Franciscans. So it's it's about 100 priests, but I, I only think I have, I think of like 20 priests who are under the age of 50. Well, we're talking and, about uh, 100 guys, only 20 below 50. Correct. And it, it, I'm wow. 56, so I'm actually one of the younger members of the clergy in yeah. the diocese. Yeah, it, uh, isn't it funny? Once, uh, you know, Mike, we were once the young guys in Chicago, and you're 56 and I'm 67. I tell people my, my left knee goes out more than I do. And it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, in, in the short time you have been in Belleville, what has been your biggest surprise so far? Well, I think I think I've been pleasantly uh, surprised by just the 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 energy and the, the the reception I've gotten from so many people. I mean, it's just been especially with the whole COVID crisis, but people still want to come out and say hello. And people uh, have uh, like there was a priest who's retired; he's eighty-four years old. He came to a parish that I was staying mass at last weekend specifically because he wanted to say hello, and then he left yeah. after he greeted me. He went back home to say Mass in his, in his cottage. But um, I've been pleased how enthused people are. They're warm welcome. It's been a wonderful beginning. Uh, I've also I've been uh, glad that we have the Poor Clares here. There's actually a Poor Clare monastery here in Belleville, and they have about, uh, I think, 13 sisters. And I had Mass with them this week for the Feast of St. Clare. And so it's wonderful to have, you know, uh, consecrated uh, women. We have uh, religious. Uh, so there's there's quite a, a mix of, of people here in the diocese, uh, which I'm happy to see. How have you been able to manage, Joe, uh, I was talking this with Bishop Tilka, when you're greeting people in parishes with this whole COVID-19 crisis, you're dealing with social distancing, you're dealing with X amount of numbers instead of being at full capacity of a church, it's, uh, you know, right. 25%. Um, one thing that uh, Lou mentioned was he stands in the back after particular Mass holding on to his crozier to make sure he doesn't shake someone's hand, so he holds the crozier. So are you able to greet people afterwards in a very limited way, and, and how, how is that working out for you? We do. Some of the pastors have actually put tape on the floor of the aisle so that I can stand on one spot and people know to stand on the other and I wear my mask, and uh, they have theirs, and we don't, you know, make contact, but we just uh, talk a bit. And um, usually I ask people, you know, where are you from, and uh, they just talk a little bit. I often give the people a blessing at the end of our, our kind of quick one-minute visit. But it is important to have that personal contact, and people are very appreciative that uh, I came out right away to the five different vicariates. So I had a mass in each region uh, so that people, representatives from different parishes, could attend. But it is sort of uh, awkward, because with the mask on, you really can't see more than part of a person's face. Yes, it's hard to remember uh, a face. You know, isn't it funny, you're, you're just talking, you've gone from the most northern point of the Archdiocese of Chicago in Antioch, bordering Wisconsin, to the most southern diocese in Illinois, Belleville, and... You've gone from one community that has still, I presume, a little bit of farmland up in Antioch, mm-hmm. all the way down to Belleville, which has plenty of it. 
true. And and Rayfields, uh, where I was at, is sort of a semi-rural area. There's certainly developments where people who work at Baxter, or Abbott Labs. I mean, there's there's you know mm-hmm. homes built up there definitely. But even the parish itself, St. Rayfield has uh, a bit of land that's farmland that we have a farmer from the area who farms for the parish. He makes, he has soybeans, he makes hay. So I think actually that experience of St. Rayfield these last four years, being in a semi-rural area has helped me because it's not quite the shock, you know, to go from an urban archdiocese to a place that's more, uh, has a lot more rural areas. So I'm actually kind of comfortable when I see kind of the fields keep going and going, it's beautiful. The, the it's countryside. Be I just got this. And, this, this uh, hot off, I got this hot off the press from uh, uh, Jim Dish, who is the boss man for the radio and TV office, who's retiring, and Jim has done a great job. And Brian Brock is our engineer. Listen to this for a second. He just handed this to me. I'm going to read this. Including its lake area, Cook County has a total of 1,635 square miles, the largest county in Illinois, of which. 945 square miles is land, and 690 square miles is water, which is Lake Michigan. Lake County has a total of 1,368 square miles, of which 448 square miles are land, and 920 square miles are water, much of which is Lake Michigan. Rounding off, Cook and Lake County's total about 3,000 square miles, but roughly half of that is Lake Michigan. Now that is, now that's a good trivia question. It is. It is. I never knew that. So think about it. half of the Archdiocese of Chicago is Lake Michigan. Are you, how, are you able to swim? Because it, half our diocese up here is water. I never knew that. And so in just the last 30 seconds, Bishop McGovern, any closing words as the new Bishop of Belleville? Well, I would say I think of uh, Saturday being the Assumption of Mary and how Mary teaches us that God can do infinitely more with us when we say yes to God than if we say no. So I just want to encourage people, uh, say yes to God. I felt that's what I did when I accepted the appointment here to be Bishop of Belleville, and I encourage all of us to reflect on Mary's yes and how God calls us to say yes to. It's a great note to end, and I know that uh, John Lennon from the song has a great line that says... uh... Life is what happened while I was making other plans. Life is what happened while I was making other plans. So I want to thank in a very, very special way the new Bishop of Belleville, Bishop Mike McGovern. Uh, Mike, you've been a great priest in Chicago, and Chicago's loss has been Belleville's gain. Well, God bless you, and our prayers are with you, and thanks for joining us today on the program of Catholic Chicago. I'm Father Greg Sakowitz, and I want to thank in a very special way our producer, Jim Dish, who provided this great information on the size of Cook and Lake County. Great work of our engineer, Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock. And Brian, the Blackhawks have work to do tonight against the uh, Las Vegas Knights. So thank you for joining us here. God bless you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a great weekend. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.